test, 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 one, two. Can you hear me? One, two. Okay, confessionista, it's time for a tough topic. We've talked about a lot of tough topics, but honestly, this one in many ways felt harder than talking about hemorrhoids or that time I panicked before my boudoir photo shoot and had to confess to Jen about shaving my ass. Today, we're talking about weight. Now, this is not a conventional weight discussion, by which I mean we're not here to promote a specific program or preach about weight loss options, nor are we here filled with abundant body positivity and total acceptance. Sometimes the relationship we have with our size, shape, and the number on the scale is, well, complicated. For Jen and I, we've had times in our life where the scale and the gene size told us we were skinny, but in reality, we were starving and pretty sad. Our size had more to do with really challenging life circumstances than an incredible commitment to our health. We call these the popcorn days, and in our episode next week, we'll talk more about those times. For today, we are exploring, staying curious, and trying our best to be present to the complicated relationship that we have with our weight mindset. In that epic monologue America Ferreira gave us in the Barbie movie, she says, I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots. But there's not an easy button for this. How do we stay motivated to exercise and feed our physical machine? while not obsessing about the number on the scale or the size of our genes? How do we breathe through the shame and acknowledge it instead of burying it so that we can move through it, metabolize the feeling, and find our way back to treating ourselves with kindness and acceptance and gratitude? If you are listening and have never felt like your relationship with your weight mindset is complicated, great. But I'm going to bet that's not most of us. No matter what perspective one takes, it's a perspective. It's not something that just is and we never think about it, like how your blood flows through your blood vessels or what your earlobes are doing right now, just hanging there off the side of your head. We simply don't obsess about these things, and there isn't a multi-trillion dollar industry telling us what to think and not think about what our earlobes are doing and whether they should be doing it differently. Now, I want to be really clear that we're not here to give you answers or advice or tell you we haven't figured out because we definitively do not. Instead, we are showing up willing to say, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes I can laugh about it. Sometimes I cry and get angry. Sometimes I feel absolutely gorgeous and have a wildly healthy mindset about my body. Sometimes I click those Facebook weight loss ads and buy the program I'll never use. Sometimes I stress eat and regret it. And sometimes I let myself believe my husband when he tells me how beautiful I am. Today, we are taking a step into authenticity and vulnerability by simply saying, we're trying and it's complex and we have not found and do not believe in silver bullets, but we will continue to call out shame when we see it, hear it, and feel it and remind ourselves that we deserve self-compassion and kind and loving self-talk. It's okay to be where we're at on any given day, and the sooner we call out the shame, the sooner it seems to pass, allowing us to simply live. So tell us, what is your inner weight or body image mindset, and how does it change on any given day, week, month, or year? How do you engage with your relationship with how you look and feel in your body? There are no wrong answers, nor are there very many perfect ones. There are only real ones. So be where you are, let that shh 
shame have its little moment when it must. And then go look in a mirror and find one gorgeous thing you can hold on to all day. Email us your thoughts and feedback on this episode at salonconfessionspodcast at gmail.com or find us on the socials at Salon Confessions Podcast. Tell us your story. We can't wait to hear from you. Hey, welcome back to The Confessional. This is Harper. I'm here with Jen getting my nails done as usual. One of my favorite things to do every couple of weeks. And uh, today we've got an interesting topic relevant particularly to those of you in our age range and health range because we're going to be talking about how we think about weight and what we're doing about it and what we're not doing about it and how we're battling and trying to hold each other accountable to like we're not going to shame ourselves into forever. So before we get there and talk about weight... (laughs) That sounds like such a horrible topic. My least favorite. I know, but that's why we have to talk. Like we talked about colonoscopies and hemorrhoids. Like we can talk about weight. We can do this. Um, But but we have to do confessions first. What I think is interesting, though, before we get to the confessions, that we've never even. This is not a topic we've discussed. Not really. I feel like this is a topic that women discuss all the time. That is true. That is true. And it's not something either one of us spent a lot of time dwelling on, which is good and healthy. Yeah. Um, so yes, that will lead me. And now I'm confused. Maybe have I already asked you if you've ever done a downward dog in shorts? <laughs> no, you've never asked me if I've done a downward dog in shorts. Okay. So this was supposed to be my confession, like I don't know how many episodes ago. Remember, I was like, I had one and I can't remember what it is. It just came to me. I'm going to advise you. Don't if, what, if wait, you what kind of shorts. Any shorts. Okay. So I, as you know, I do not show my legs. I did not wear shorts until I was over the age of 40 as a public service because nobody wants to see these pasty white tree trunks. (laughs) Well, recently I rode my Peloton and I wear padded shorts on the bike for the sake of the hoo-ha. I got off the bike. I was doing a post-ride stretch, ended up in a downward dog, and holy hell, that is not a view that I ever <laughs> want to see again. Well, how are you seeing it? I'm in the downward dog, and I look at my legs, and all I see is wrinkles and oh, sagging no. skin. It was it was a sight. It was oh, a sight. Oh, no. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, like, no. apparently, it's like gravity. Yes. You know, you put it in the wrong direction. It, it was not, it was not cute. Now, I do wear shorts and skirts and dresses now because I just don't give a fuck right, what exactly. anyone thinks about my pasty tree trunks. I'm cool. I'm comfortable. But I will never, mark my words, never <laughs> do a downward dog in shorts Again. Okay. So you introduced the story and I'm imagining that you're in a yoga class. Oh no, I'm in the privacy of my own home. Running shorts and somehow your hoo-ha got flashed (laughs) to the lady behind you. That's what I was expecting. (laughs) That would have been less mortifying. I'm going to be honest. I get it. That probably looks better than what I saw. No, I totally, totally understand what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I do a lot of yoga and downward dogs and I have noticed that 
like my thighs are just more like wobbly. Yes. They're, and they're not even like bigger. No. They're just more wobbly. The skin yes. is loose. So yes. this is the other thing. I, with travels earlier this year and, you know, being in bathing suits, whatever, I put a concerted effort into my macros. I dropped some weight and like, wow, in my clothes, I feel really good. The side effect to that was the excess skin and predominantly in my thighs, probably because that's where I carry the bulk of my weight. But I was like, ooh, this is a trade-off. Yes, I feel better in my skin. I feel better in clothing. But now I have this sag, basically. Yeah. And it was during that time that I also did this downward dog. Since then, I've managed to gain all of that weight back. <laughs> and now you're nice and plumped out. Exactly. <laughs> so not only do you, you got to love the tree trunks, the pasty tree trunks. Right. You just gotta... They're firmer. Yes. They're not firm, but they're firmer than they were with the weight loss. So it's just like when we talked about gaining weight fills out your face so you look less wrinkled. I never realized until this point in life, it also fills out other parts of your body (laughs) and you don't have, I mean, I don't, I want, I don't want to say I have wrinkles on my legs, but it's something, but you get, you know, all women have some cellulite. And then if you have a little more weight, whether it's muscle or fat, you fill the skin out. And when you lose the muscle and or fat, in my case, we're just talking about fat, let's be honest. No. Then it's saggy skin. Saggy which skin. I did not know was going to be a thing. Yeah. I was not I was not prepared. I was not prepared. Yeah. It's it's so interesting that you say that because I went to a wedding a couple of weeks ago. Now, first of all, the wedding was the day before I got my period. So I was horribly bloated and yeah. feeling just ginormous like a blimp mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to wear and um the the wedding was in like a small town and I had this fancy dress figured out and then I realized that they were doing Chick-fil-a for the dinner oh. <clears throat> <laughs> I know that was my reaction that was the reception meal the reception meal was Chick-fil-a buffet Chick-fil-a yeah grad party maybe wedding I know. So then I was like, well, should I mean, do you wear a fancy dress to a Chick-fil-A wedding? No. That's not like, you, like, I wasn't a direct member of the wedding party. Like, this is my No, you're going to be kid. overdressed. Right. So I had my dress all picked out. I had gotten my nails done with that dress in mind. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. I might have to rethink all of this. So I'm going through all the dresses in my closet. I went to my favorite resale, clothing resale store and picked up a couple other ones. Anyway, I come out with this dress that I had in my closet. I think I've worn it once. It's a super cute Ellie Tahari dress. It's a melon color, like a, like a watermelon, beautiful color. It had a little peplum skirt on it. And I remembered that the reason I didn't like wearing it is because I would have like the flat on the top above the waist. And then Mm. there'd be like the little pooch Pooch. below the waist. And it was really pronounced. Well, holy hell. (laughs) I was all bloated. I put the thing on. There was no pooch. It was just all straight down. (laughs) Just one big bubble. It was just one big flat surface. Okay, I guess there's advantages. And my husband was like, oh, my God, you look so sexy. I was like, great. Thank you. I feel like a blimp. I was just going to say, I didn't know he was into blimps. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. <sighs> but, but this brings me to the, I've tried to tell people, like, I don't say these things 
to my husband. Right. If they don't see it, right. why point it out? And exactly. some women look at me like I'm crazy. These women are also single. I know that. <laughs> There might be a reason for that because they don't notice. Wants to compliment how you look. Yes, smile and take it. Take and it. Try to believe them. Yes. Once in a blue moon, I get a grimace, and I'm sure he's like, "What?" But I try really hard not yes. to go. Really, you didn't notice that the blimp fell out? Like, they don't know. They don't care. No. no. And why point it out? And you yeah, know, be self-deprecating. And, and then and... they're not going to want to compliment you, right? Because then you're just going to like, oh, whatever. You're yeah. so dumb. You, you just obviously don't see. Yes. So that's not helpful either. No. And that doesn't make them feel good. Nope. Um. Yeah. So I think there's something to be said for this whole like, what's the element of weight that gets to overall? What does my body look and feel like? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, so let's get into this topic for real. Okay. All right. Do we have to? No, I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> here's why we have to, and here's why it's been on my mind, is because, like, both of us live active lives, and we are focused on being active. We eat relatively healthy. We have our vices. Mm-hmm. It's fine. We look like normal people our age. Agreed. And our husbands think we're hot. So we might not feel like the tiniest person in the world, and that's okay. And some of our favorite clothes don't fit anymore. Um, And we're walking this very interesting line between doing a pretty good job not shaming ourselves, Mm -hmm. as well as, like, there is always the longing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll call it the longing. Like, why? Why is this so much harder than it used to be? It so is. So is. Um, It's funny when you say the clothing thing, because I'm right now really just like the size I have been for years and years. But after experiencing being lighter, it's like, oh, now I I don't like this size. Fortunately, my clothes that were getting way too big on me, I did not get rid of them. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Because I still have shit to wear because I refuse. Yes. Like the one thing I have learned in the last 20 years is don't buy bigger. If you buy bigger, you're going to become bigger. I know. So I didn't buy smaller per se because I was just things were getting big. And now they're back to being a little snug, but they're fitting. (laughs) But that's my like reel it in before it gets completely out of control. Yeah. So for me, I never do more than a probably 10 max 15 pound swing. Right. I know people who do 60, 70, 80 pound swings. Like they got to have three and four wardrobes. First of all, I don't have enough closet space for that. Second of all, the mental game of that extreme, like if I'm stressing right now because I'm 10 pounds heavier than I was a couple months ago, right. I would be in a mental institution yes. if I was 60 pounds heavier than I was a couple Like literally, you would be visiting me in the funny farm. I, I wouldn't know. be able to function. I know. Which is also why I don't feel a really strong desire to lose 50 pounds or 40 pounds. No. Like, that's not maintainable. No. I want to do what I can maintain still live my life. Yes. And, you know, keep it pushing. Yes. And when you say the active thing, um, I think think I can speak for both of us and saying we're active because we want to have longevity. Yes. Not because we're obsessed with being exactly. more toned or losing weight. Right. And it's such a lovely place to be that you would just accept your body and accept all the things it does for you. Mm-hmm. But you want to keep it healthy. So we try to eat healthy and keep moving just to, you know, add life, add years to life and add quality years. Yes. I think it's about quality, not quantity. Um 
But, you know, I want to be around for a while. So I want to be healthy and stay active because I feel better. And yeah, I I don't want to be in a place where I'm 70 or 80 and I can't do something Mm -hmm. and somebody has to do it for me. Oh, God, no. Now, I know some of that is inevitable, and that's fine. at some point. But we're trying to prolong that as much as we can. Um, We have to pick a color. Yay. Is there such a thing as a summer red? Hmm. Perhaps. If we did a mood-changing red, because then it goes to pretty bright red, but not as deep red. I like it. Okay. You know I like the color changers. Yep. Good, good. Okay, back to our regularly scheduled program. Yes. So all of that said, like we, we tend to live in a pretty good place, but let's talk about the shame side because we both get there. Yeah, we both yeah. have those moments and you texted me the other day and you were like, I've gained it all back and it's all my fucking fault. And I was like, don't you dare say that. I was like, no, we're not going to go not there. Going there. Yeah. I, it was basically like, I have no one to blame but myself. That's what you said. Yes. So frustrating. I know. But here's the, <clears throat> like. The shame is real. It mm-hmm. feels real. And it's, I, I don't know what to do with it because like some of it is motivating. You know, if you. Sometimes. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm still searching for I that know, motivation. That's, and that, I think that for me is the crux of like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm very, very curious about. It's not about what does the scale say. And it's, it, it's less about like the, those ancillary things is mm-hmm. what, what there's all of these things that we do that we have these code words in mental health for, you know, self-care and we're going to draw good boundaries and we're going to lean towards vulnerability and not shame. And when it comes to weight for women in perimenopause, menopause, early postmenopause, it's just like, it's there, but we don't have a way to reckon with it. Mm Mm-hmm. And how, like you said, we never talk about this, Mm-mm. which so, is good. I think that's yeah, good because we're not obsessive about it. Yep. But on the side of how do we reckon with, yeah, it doesn't feel great, but we're dealing with it. Well, and when you said the scale thing, I go back and forth. Do I get on the scale and face the music yes. or do I just ignore it and keep pushing? Well, I think if I ignore it and keep pushing, that 10 could turn into 20. Exactly. So you got to check in every so often exactly. and just reality check, good, bad, or otherwise. Yeah. Figure out where you're at. Yeah. I don't, everyone has different um, opinions on, you know, you should weigh yourself every single day or you should never weigh yourself every yeah. day. It's different strokes for different folks. I don't really care what you do. But I know for me, every so often, I got to get on like, oh, okay, it's worse than I thought. <laughs> and sometimes I get on, I go, oh, it's better than I thought. Like, okay, can I tell you my weight cheat? <laughs> wait, you stand on one foot? No. So I joined a program. It was free through my work. I can't even tell you the name of it at this point, Um, but they send you a scale and the scale Bluetooth records your weight and they tell you to weigh yourself every day and it records it and then it sends it to the app on your phone. Hmm. So it's recorded forever in perpetuity. Oh, and so before. And and who else has access to this information? You're a health coach. Oh, which I don't really care about because whatever. Right. But I care about looking at the, the data and going backwards and going like, okay, I just like was at this wedding or Chick-fil-A wedding or whatever <laughs> last night, or it's the day before my period and I'm huge. 
And so I have a regular scale. So I'll get on the regular scale. And if the regular scale is super depressing, I won't get on the recorded scale. (laughs) (laughs) That's not, not a bad plan. I, I can get with that. Oh, but the mind games that oh, we play. Oh, it's ridiculous. I really just wish it could just be like, okay, that's where I'm at. And honestly, I have days like that. Speaking of mind games, I guarantee if I went, because I've used my fitness pal for years, yeah. I could probably go back in my fitness pal and go, gosh, you know what? At this point, I looked fucking amazing. And yeah. guess what? It would probably say the same exact weight I weigh right now. What oh, is that? I know. What is that? I know. Because I literally, the weight I am now is the weight I was for years and I was very comfortable. And now I just feel like I have a bowling ball in my lower abs. Like I can barely reach. I had to, I had to do my toenails today. (laughs) It was painful. I could barely reach. Like, oh my God, this gut is in, literally in my way. It is in my way. I got to do something. And I get that way sometimes when I have to put heels on and they have a buckle. Yes. And, and I have to tell my husband to do it. Yeah. Like, can you please buckle these for me? <laughs> Here's the I best part. I can't twist part. my body that direction. Part of the reason I have some of the business I have is because people can't reach their feet. Yeah. So they pay me to do their toes. Yeah. Win-win. Um, I had that experience today. Like, oh, God damn. I see why people are paying <laughs> me to do this. My stomach is in my way. I know. Which I have to believe. Now, I had my... What is it? Cortisol that they always talk about. Stress, cortisol, bully fat. They checked mine during routine labs because of all my other BS. And my cortisol was in the low range. I'm like, okay. Meaning high cortisol is the one that makes you gain weight or supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. And yours is low. Mine was low. I mean, within range, but on the low end. Now, this was a while ago, not current day. But, you know, the first thing I do in this mind game is, oh, my gosh, I'm sure that the stomach is like this because my cortisol levels are high. Reality check. I I don't think they are. I think I've just gained weight. Yes. And I'm... It's just in my gut. Like yeah. these these things we will tell ourselves yes. to like explain away. And then or... that's not even that's not even the reason. So far from accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's all of this hormonal stuff going on for us, which supposedly is the other like blame that we get to place is, oh, it's our hormones. I don't really understand which hormones are doing what other than the supposed cortisol. We both have thyroid issues. I so blame that's... everything on my thyroid. <laughs> But it's accurate. I, I don't think totally. I wrongly blame thyroid. I think it really wreaks havoc in my life. Yes. I, I do have to laugh. You know, the targeted ads, which yes. now we're each going to get 5 billion of I know, them we because are. we're having this conversation we with our phones. I don't know about you. I already get millions. Yes. So here's the deal with that. You get these targeted ads. It talks about your perimenopausal. Oh, really? How did you know that? Um, and you know, it's causing weight gain in your stomach, blah, 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 blah. The, you need this plan. You need that plan. You need to do this. You need to do that. At the same time, I know people who stay in the gym, very key on their nutrition. They never have these issues. So I'm beginning to think it's all a bunch of bullshit that we've all bought into that perimenopause or this or that causes weight gain, especially in the stomach, when you can see other people our same age yes. who are super fit and never have this gut issue. Yes. And and supposedly there's something that they're doing differently than the rest of us. Now, I think in some cases that's true, but not generally speaking. I agree. Again, like we are very generally active yep. people and we are healthy individuals. We can go 
walk, run, bike, paddleboard, swim, whatever. Uh And it's not a big deal. I can go for a six hour hike with my husband in the mountains. And like, yeah, I get tired because you get tired when you hike in the mountains for six fucking hours. (laughs) That's just not (laughs) normal. (laughs) Reality. Not normal behavior. And I, I call it like, I'm not an expedition fitness. You know, we used to do a lot of rock climbing and um, even longer hikes and trails. I don't feel like I'm an ex, ex, exhibitionist. <laughs> you might We've be an about exhibitionist. That in other <laughs> There's a big difference. Big difference. <laughs> Expedition yes. fitness. But at the same time, I, I don't feel like I'm not fit and that I'm not doing enough. You know, like I want to do this or that or the other thing. Who's got the time? Yeah. Who has got the time to dedicate three hours a day to what your body looks like? Not me. I don't. Nor do I want to. Nor do I want to. Nor do I want to. I want to live like a normal person. Right. Right. Yes. I'm okay with doing some form of exercise most days out of the week. Yes. But I'm capping at about 45 minutes. And there is a ton of science and studies that back that we don't need an hour, hour and a half. Right. And especially with age, you need more weight training than you need cardio. And it needs to be very specific. If you make it specific, you don't have 20, 30 minutes is enough. Yep. And I love that because it puts a whole lot more time back in my life. Two years ago, I decided that I was going to start running again. And so I went on this whole training program and it was very intensive. And my goal was to run, uh, do a 10 mile run. And I don't love running, but I I like it enough. And so I really invested in this training program. And I did not lose one pound. Isn't it crazy? In fact, you probably gained on the days that I did extra long training runs. You gained. I gained. Yep. That's your body. Like, hold up. What are you doing? You're stressing us. We better hold on to everything. What I heard from my body was, Mm -hmm. what the fuck are you doing to me? (laughs) Like, stop it right now. We need to slow down. We need to do some yoga. You need to go for some walks, some nice slow walks. (laughs) I used to get a thing every spring. I want to run. Like, it was automatic. Every spring, I wanted to run, I run, to run. And about two years ago, I didn't get that. I think my body's like, no, bitch, you're too old. We can barely walk. We're definitely not running. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So when the shame hits, how do you navigate it? Mm. Uh, Number one, I allow the thought to come in and just as quickly I go, okay, yeah, we're not doing that Mm -hmm. and keep it moving. Um, so like, even when I texted you, like, I yeah. literally have no one to blame on myself and you're like, okay, we're not doing this. It was like, no, no, no. It's that quick. I, yeah. I said it and we're moving on. Yeah. I used to spend a whole lot of time in that barrel of shame. Yeah. I could spend hours, if not days yes. in that. Agreed. I, it would literally almost consume me. Yeah. I was consumed and then became obsessed yeah. between whether it was I got to do a new exercise program or right. I got to new do a new diet. No, I don't need to do any of that. I know how to eat right. I know how to exercise. It's just a matter of committing to doing it and living my life yes. and not obsessing and not letting it take over. Right. So you let the thought come. Don't yep. fight the thought. No, you can't because you're just going to be that much harder on yourself. You're so wise. <laughs> It is pretty quick for me. And it's at the same, like literally as much as I go, ugh, 
I am, it's so refreshing to not let it hang on. Yeah. Not let it consume me because I've wasted a lot of years being consumed with shame over my appearance. Yep. So every so often I have to pat myself on the back like, I don't know, I look pretty fucking good. Yeah. Could I look better? Sure. But when I compare myself to other people our age, whether it's people we grew up with or not, I don't know. We look pretty fucking good. And we are naturally going to compare ourselves. Absolutely. And human nature. Healthy, kind, whatever. It's mm-hmm. it is it's one of those things that when I find myself doing that, I go, oh, don't compare. And then I'm like, okay, just move on. Yeah. But this is what I do, which I found as a practice works for me. And maybe it's somebody would disagree and think that I'm a horrible person, but that's what you're going to think. This is what I found. I love going out and about at the mall, at a restaurant, out, whatever. And I see young women who are wearing like the mom jeans and they are mom shaped. Mm-hmm. And I know that they're not moms because they're not carrying kids around. They're just wearing it because it's the style and they're comfortable just like with their bellies as they are and whether or not they're actually comfortable, right? I'm not inside their brain, right. but they're wearing their clothing in a way that's not trying to hide their shape of their body. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I go, you go mm-hmm. consistently. That is my very first reaction is you go. That's amazing. I love that confidence. And then immediately I go, okay, I have to say that to myself too. Hmm, that's a good one. So tell me, growing up, would you have been encouraged to dress that way or would you have been encouraged to cover up all flaws? Um, I would have been encouraged to cover up, period. Period. Okay, that was like, my very next I was thing. a normal-sized high schooler and my okay. mom was convinced I was anorexic <laughs> and that I didn't eat. And my sisters still sort of tell me that I don't eat, which I do. I definitely eat. Um, so my mom was very conservative. And so anything that I wore that made me look young and fit, I'll say, okay, which is what I was, mm-hmm. was too revealing and too sexy. Okay. And like, keep in mind, we grew up that age. We were, you know, what, late 80s, early 90s was that when that was. So even a little tiny V-neck or, <laughs> you know, a pair of shorts that were jean shorts that were too, not too tight, but you know, that were fitting. If it wasn't baggy, it was much too audacious for my mother. (laughs) And I was definitely encouraged to cover everything up, which I thought was a modesty thing. But my sister, who was four years younger than me and much smaller than me, was not. Oh. She was, they bought, when I say they, my mom and my grandma, bought her crop tops and short uh-huh. shorts and bikinis yeah. because she had the body that they had always dreamed of. Oh. I'm built just like my mom and my sister is built like my dad's side of the family. Mm-hmm. My sister has body image issues to this day from being given clothing that revealed way too much of her at way too young of an age. Wow. We, I'm just discovering this. Wow. So I was encouraged to cover everything up, and I thought it was a modesty thing. And I'm finding out, no, it's just because they considered me chubby, and I shouldn't show all that. Wow. But my sister, who was skinny, was encouraged to show it off. And to this day, she can't wear a bathing suit without putting shorts over it. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I'm like, we just had this conversation recently, and I'm like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. 
we all consider our bodies because that's the physical space we encompass. Yep. And so regardless of what size and shape you are, the person next to you is having questions and thinking about their body mm-hmm. and the shape that they oh, have. And, and some because they can't gain weight, some because yep. they can't lose weight, some because they can't get motivated to work out, whatever the case. I just remember spending so much time wishing I could be all of these things when yeah. I was in high school. And I remember with my daughter, too, thinking, oh, I want her to be popular. I think we talked about this before. And then just as quickly, it was like, no, I just want her to have good friends. Right. And that's where I look back now. Like, those people, a lot of them peaked in high school and have struggled ever since. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm still growing and maturing and exactly. blossoming. And exactly. Glad I didn't peak back then. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, Yes. Agreed. Okay. Let's take a quick break and regroup and then come back with some super wise, I'm sure it's going to be brilliant, um, (laughs) final thoughts because we're crazy brilliant. (laughs) Hey, Confessionista. In today's episode, we are talking about weight, and one of the reasons I started drinking less was because I felt like it was making me gain weight. But when I tried to give up cocktails or an evening beer, I missed the taste and the flavor. I tried mixing juice and sparkling water or drinking tonics and kombucha, but nothing tasted like that perfect gin and tonic or bourbon ginger at the end of a long week. And then I found Free Spirits. Free Spirits makes non-alcoholic spirits that hit my palate just like the real thing, but without the hangover and without the alcohol belly. And Free Spirits infuses each of their products with mood-enhancing vitamins like B3, B6, and natural aminos to help us feel happier and healthier. I am such a huge fan of this brand that I started making up mocktail recipes, and I even threw my niece a wedding shower with a mocktail bar using all kinds of fun ingredients and Free Spirits. You can find these recipes on my Instagram at harperhasnicenails. And if you are ready to drink less alcohol, but you still want your favorite Friday cocktail, try Free Spirits. Go to drinkfreespirits.com and use discount code HarperHudson with no spaces to get 15% off your purchase. I'm four days into sober October and I have not missed a thing. So try Free Spirits and let me know what you think. Go to drinkfreespirits.com and use my discount code HarperHudson. Okay, so before we wrap things up, let's um, discuss any programs that you think are good or worthwhile. Personally, I think every program works if you actually work the program. Mm -hmm. You can do Noom. You can do WW. You could do Optavia. I mean, there's so many, hundreds. Yeah. I think every program works if you work the program. I think some are healthier than others. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with any of these programs that are like, you only need 800 to 1,000 calories a day. You consume that low of a calorie intake, whether you're active or not, you're losing hair, you're losing bone mass, you're losing elasticity. Like there's very detrimental side effects to being in such a calorie deficit. Um, Oh, we also didn't talk about the whole craze now, Ozempic, Smeglitude, whatever that is. Yes. So I first heard about it from a client. She wanted to have a tummy tuck and a breast reduction, and they told her she had to lose weight. And she's like, I'm taking a a diabetes prescription. I said, 
what? I never heard of this. And then she's like, yeah, I just give myself a shot once a week. They found that it's the um, medication was developed and designed for people with diabetes, but they have learned that the side effect is it curbs your appetite and people are losing weight and there aren't any negative side effects if someone who is not diabetic takes this. So she did this. She lost the 15 pounds or whatever she needed, had her first surgery, which was the tummy tuck. And now she'll be having a breast reduction too. She's got to keep the weight off. But anyways, then all of a sudden it hits like the craze with all these celebrities and that's how everyone's getting so skinny. It's nuts. It seems, but to me, just like anything else, if it's a quick fix, it's not going to work long-term. As soon as you stop taking these shots, if you have not changed your lifestyle, you're going to gain the weight back. Right. And I was on Phentermine for a while. And mostly I was on it for the energy boost because my thyroid was so upside down. Mm -hmm. Um, But I sort of figured out the energy thing. And what I noticed with the fentramine and what the risk is, is high blood pressure and um, heart damage. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't taking that much and I wasn't taking it every day. So they monitored me pretty closely and I didn't have any major effects. But I did notice that my um, resting heart rate went up about... 15 beats a minute, which for me was good because my resting heart rate was normally 45 to 50. So I was basically passed out half the time, which is why I was so tired. Yes. Um, But I did stop taking it. And, you know, exactly like you said, if you're not, what happens when you stop taking it? Well, it all comes back. Mm -hmm. Like that supplement isn't there anymore. So it is very curious how we're going to deal with that with the ozempic effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I am curious. I cannot help but be curious. Well, and I have even recommended it to some people I know if they are obese and struggling with like joint pain. Oh. I mean, if you sure. get to a point where your weight is inhibiting you to be able to move, to be able to lose weight, like it's just that hamster wheel. How do you get yeah. off? You ha- something has to give. So, if you can do something that's going to help you lose some weight, that's going to take some of the pressure off your yeah. joints to get you moving again, then I think it serves a purpose. If it's someone like you or I, we need to lose ten or fifteen pounds. Absolutely not. <laughs> just get your shit together, eat right, and exercise, <laughs> or be comfortable with where you're at. That, that too. Which I don't know. I'm getting that. <laughs> I'm about to throw in the towel and just say, yep, I'm good right where I'm at. I really think that there's natural, and this is because this is what I've experienced. My weight has gone between uh, like the lowest weight I'm usually get to and the highest weight I get to is it's about a 30 pound difference. Usually I'm somewhere in the middle okay. and it's, it's a 10 to 15 pound swing one way or the other. And I notice that when my life changes, then my weight changes. And that's yep. like, I can be happier and gain weight. Yep. yep. Right. Because yep. I'm but a major thing shifts. Yep. I have the same thing. Right. Yeah. So I'm sort of in that curiosity phase of, okay, this is where I'm at right now. I want to be healthy. I want to continue to be active and be intentional about what I eat and put in my body and wear the clothes that I'm be able to wear the clothes that I want to wear and get medical intervention on my thyroid issues as needed. But also there's a very good chance that now that my career has changed a little bit, I, this might just start coming off more naturally and then I'll be sort of back where I was because that's what's happened in the past. Uh So I sort of feel like there's a, okay, I'm at this side of the pendulum right Uh now. Uh, I can tell you for absolutely certain, like you said, like the days, the skinny days, 
those were not my happy days. Not necessarily, no. You know, um, you just made me think of something else too. I also know if I obsess, mm-hmm. I will just eat more. Absolutely. So if you get into that barrel of shame or obsession, you're probably going to continue to gain. Yeah. Whereas I know from years of experience, I just have to let it go and go, okay, this, this is a phase. The yep. phase is going to pass. Something's going to shift. Something's going to yeah. change. And I'll be in a better right. mindset and a different whatever. And you just kind of have to ride the wave basically within reason. But that too is where I say, don't buy a bigger size. Don't throw the scale out. Like you've got to do a little check in here or yeah. there. You know, I will keep, do, I keep will a do couple the sizes. right sizes yeah. for dresses. Yes. And then just live in stretchy pants for a while. For a minute. Until <laughs> so you get back in. Yep. Right. I, I tend to agree. And mm-hmm. when I do put things on that I feel like I shouldn't fit into or they're like a little more tight than is comfortable, I'll go to the mirror and I will intentionally look for what I think looks great. Huh. It is such a hard practice and it feels so self-absorbed to do. But I will stand in front of the mirror and go, Okay, well, I got some damn juicy thighs, baby. <laughs> I love it. So you find what yes. you love yes. and focus on that. That yes. is great advice. Yes. If it's my hair, if it's, mm-hmm. oh, my makeup looks great today, or, hey, my boobs are hopping, you know, like whatever it is, I will find something that I can walk around and instead of having the voice in my head be, Negative. oh, my God, I look like such a blimp, instead yeah. of that, have it be you know, my husband thinks I'm really hot and my ass looks really good in this dress. And, you know, it is what it is. Yep. 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 So let's normalize. We go through cycles about how we feel about our weight, about what our weight actually is. We're going to try different programs and the ones that we stick to are more likely to work. Mm Mm-hmm. And the ones that we follow, the way the program is designed, are more likely to work. Yes. And But on that note, I say pick something you know you could do for the rest of your life. Anything that's yeah. extreme, yeah. you're not going to do forever. So yeah. you have to find a program that is something sustainable literally forever. It has to be a lifestyle, not a fad. Yeah. Yep. And it has to teach you how to live in, a, in the real world. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I always tell people. You have to still be able to live. Yeah. If you're doing something that means you can't go out to eat, you can't go to a wedding, even if it is a Chick-fil-A wedding, (laughs) like you have to be able to have times when you're not going to be 100% on whatever plan you're following because that's called life and you have to live it. And if if you go too extreme for too long, you're going to come out swinging because you're not going to be able to maintain that. Right. Right. And I think that is my key to success is I've never done anything – extreme intentionally other than (laughs) when I was really broke and was living on microwave popcorn. Oh my gosh. I've lived on microwave popcorn too. I was skinny. I know. Damn, I was skinny. I know, right? So unhealthy. So unhealthy, (laughs) so unhappy, so miserable in so many ways. (laughs) But I still have photos that I took during that stage because I was like, this, I look really good. I should probably record this. Mine was when my daughter was little. By the time I got done buying diapers and formula, I was eating microwave popcorn. But she was well fed and it was worth it. (laughs) I was happy when I was able to start eating again. Yes. All right. So we're going to keep doing what we do, trying to be kind, but also being real about sometimes you compare yourself. So compare yourself with courage and way to go, babe. I like it. And look for that one good thing in the mirror. Focus on the positive. 
Yes. And try really hard to believe the person that tells you you look hot. Whoever that you is. do. You do. We do. Amen. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. So what are your thoughts? What did we share that resonated or rankled? Tell us how you've reckoned with the longing for a different size, shape, or weight and what your ups and downs look like. Or tell us about the shame you hold and hide or about a time you felt stunningly gorgeous. Tell us about it all. Email us at salonconfessionspodcast at gmail.com or find us on the socials at salonconfessionspodcast. Salon Confessions Podcast is recorded live in Jen Lawrence's nail studio while she's giving me a manicure and produced and edited by me, Harper Hudson. You can find us on Instagram at Harper Has Nice Nails and Jen Takes Confessions. Additional production support for this episode was provided by Rue Spence at Cinevia Studios. Thank you for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe to Salon Confessions Podcast wherever you listen. Your engagement makes this podcast possible. And remember, you are beautiful and deserve to feel like it, no matter your age, size, shape, or any other criteria. You are gorgeous. Gorgeous.